And welcome back to Derek the Douches Podcast. This is episode 8, Evolution. I kind of went down the rabbit hole today. Um, kind of got bored while I was at work, like some of us do. Um, I was running apart, had like an hour cycle, so I had, you know, time to think. And what I was thinking about, <laughs> since uh, that whole Joe Exotic thing's been going on with tigers and shit like that, which um, which is amazing. That show was pure gold, right? Like, you really couldn't make something like that up. That That's really somebody's life. But it got me to thinking, like, about evolution, you know, because obviously um, tigers aren't from this continent. They they don't they're not naturally born here. They don't they're not natural predators here. Um, you know where do they come from? How do they get where they? Uh, how do they get here from the continent of Africa? Well, I mean obviously we know how they got here nowadays. But it also kind of made me wonder about how we got here. Did we really evolve from chimps? Uh, some people don't believe in evolution. I personally do. Uh, a lot of people believe in God. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a silly belief, but, you know, to each their own. I'm not going to knock anybody for that. So, today I think I kind of just wanted to talk about evolution. Uh, Some of the things that I looked up and jotted down about um, the process of us evolving from chimps to humans. And... um, some of the catalysts, some of the events that happened that actually made this possible, or rather made it, made the situation possible so that the, um, our distant relatives could actually evolve into what we are today. Certain circumstances had to happen for those, for our ancestors to have had to, to have had to evolve. Um, things like, um, they'd have to leave the forests and eventually learn how to walk upright. They'd have to um, learn how to work together in a group. They'd have to have some form of advanced communication past um, maybe your average, like, okay, I need food, help me get food. Monkeys have, well, I'm sorry, chimps have what's called theory of mind. From my understanding of what theory of mind is, Theory of mind is, if a chimp is trying to teach another chimp something, it will teach it step by step. By the time it gets from step A, say, to step D, if its child can't do it, it doesn't understand why. It can't understand what its child can explain to them. But for instance, a chimp, or rather, monkey, yeah, chimp, a chimp can look at another chimp standing and visualize what that chimp can see from its point of view. But that's it. So it's kind of partial theory of mind. Theory of mind in humans is we can communicate enough so that when we explain something to somebody and they don't understand it, they can communicate back to us the parts that they don't understand, whereas chimps can't do that. 
they can't say, I don't understand what you did with step C. So they just have to kind of keep, or rather, the chimp that can't do it can't explain to the chimp that's teaching it how to do it. So the chimp that's teaching him how to do it doesn't know where to start off teaching the chimp that doesn't know how to do it to do it. So it spends its time going through all these steps over and over and over again until the chimp gets it, the baby, the, you know, the younger chimp. Um, and this is repeated over a long period of time. And there's obviously more than four steps to something. It's, it's a very meticulous process what these chimps do to survive out there. So that's one thing that we should all keep in mind. It's kind of boring, not that interesting. But another thing, another reason rather that the chimps would have left the forest and started um, exploring the African plains is because at some point around 55 million years ago, apparently, the continent of India, India smashed into the continent of Africa. Now they are today one continent. But what happened was, well, first off, when that happened, that that created the Himalayan mountains that we see today. And that also elevated the continent of Africa. And what that did when it elevated the continent of Africa is it, ro it rose the, the heat, the heat level. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of forests started dying out. A lot of trees started dying. It was a new ecosystem at that time for the continent of Africa. So the chimps were actually forced from the trees to the ground now. So they were forced to start to learn how to work together because before, it wasn't necessarily to each their own. They worked together a little bit, but not as much as they now needed to being on the ground because now they can't just scurry away from other predators by running up a tree. Um, now they have to learn how to work together and foresee these predators. They have to learn how to um, communicate differently now. They have to learn all these different techniques and survival strategies to survive life on the ground. One of the things they had to learn how to do was see far distances. Far distances, not in the sense of like, you know, humans have binoculars or something, but they're walking around on all fours at this point. So they can only see from that perspective. So kind of picture a bear, what a bear does. You'll see a bear kind of walk on its hind legs. Well, that what that bear is also doing is getting a better perspective of its surroundings, of its horizon. It's looking around, seeing what's out there at a different level. Everybody knows at a higher elevation, not only do you see further, but... At a diff you see at different angles looking down, so you can kind of see where everything is. So chimps had to learn how to stand up and walk and balance. And in the process of them doing this over many, 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 many generations, I don't know how many, obviously. I don't even think, I mean, obviously scientists probably do, but anyway. Over many genera generations, they eventually learned to walk upright. And in doing so, this changes their skeletal structure. So now, the pectoral muscles, instead of stretching from up to down, 
because they're used to um, climbing up trees and they're used to um, basically climbing up trees and just grabbing everything above or below. Now they now they work in a different dimension, so everything's left to right. So their pectoral muscles start developing differently. Their shoulders start developing differently. Their pelvis, their hips start developing differently. Because when they start to walk upright, your skeletal structure changes. Just like when you're sitting down, if you were to look at yourself in an x-ray, and you stand up, you'd see how your joints pivot. You'd see how everything moves together as one. So this is something that happened over a course of, you know, who knows, three million years, I think they say. And at this point, once that happens and they start become, beginning to walk upright, they become what's known as um, Athropithecus. I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Might be Ath, yeah, Athropithecus. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's what they become known as. Now, at the same time, um, since everything is starting to heat up, this, you know, you get wildfires. And they start eating, um, like, things like roasted nuts. Um, not because they roasted them, but because these are things that they usually would eat, right? Like raw nuts that they would find. or I'm not sure of what their complete diet was, but I know they ate things like nuts. And to illustrate what I'm trying to say is... This is shown now and nowadays because they've studied what happens when forests catch fire and what chimpanzees do. And what they do is they'll go for the roasted nuts, the ones that caught fire, before the ones that didn't catch fire, the quote-unquote raw nuts. Now, what happens is when things get cooked, they open up, they, they give out more nutrition. And, we, and scientists believe that when natural disasters like that happened, and they ate nutritious, more nutritious foods because of fires and things that caught fire. They slowly developed bigger brains because they had more nutrition for their bodies to develop. Um, and over the course of 3.5 million years and over the course of them learning how to stand up and all these natural disasters happening um, from, other, you know, from other causes, uh, the rise of elevation, the continents smashing together... Um, they're forced to change. And while they're being forced to change, things start to evolve, like a bigger brain, different skeletal structure, different um, survival strategies, if you will. So, sorry, I'm just putting on my blunt. One second. I like to smoke. So, I guess apparently with that, where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought, but give me one second. I'll get right back to it. All right. So one of the things that scientists discover that made our brain um, increase in size is a gene called NOTCH2NL. And uh, apparently this gene is in our DNA. It uh, was found... It was... It was found in, found in our DNA around 3 million years ago. Um, and what happened was when that gene was active, it increased our brain size. But what it also did was create a duplicate of itself. Nobody knows exactly how or why this happened, but the duplicate happened. It stayed in our genes and our DNA, but it stayed dormant. It didn't do anything. 
and then fast forward another 3.5 you know three and a half million years or they say around three million another three million years it seems like every three million years though if you go back and look at studies um it seems like every three to five million years there's some sort of big evolutionary jump and then with that we became homo erectus that's not us yet we're homo sapiens now at homo erectus um we now have this duplicate gene that went that was dormant now reactivate and our brain our brains increased again in size so with bigger brains meant more nutrition and not necessarily smarter but the way our brains worked it gave us more possibilities to become smarter and over time we learned more communication skills we developed language um like one of the things actually we developed people don't realize a lot of people don't know this actually is the whites in our eyes one of the things that we developed over the evolutionary course of our of our journey if you will is the whites in our eyes now the whites in our eyes were actually is actually this to portray our gaze to show where we are looking because before we had communication we had to be able to communicate without speaking and that was by looking and by um gestures like bodily gestures like body language all right so body language and the way they look so if you can tell when someone's what direction somebody's looking at and you're hunting and you see their body language you can kind of without speaking work out how to maybe attack a prey um, or defend yourselves against other people or predators. So the whites in our eyes actually developed just to help point out our point out our gaze to help show what we are actually looking at. And that's also one of the main reasons scientists believe that we have blue eyes is because it's a mutated gene. Everyone everyone at first had brown eyes. And then there was a mutated gene in someone's DNA that created blue eyes. And when it came to mating purposes, this is one of the main reasons why I see a lot of blue eyes, blue-eyed people out there now today, is because when that gene first appeared, um, and there was, you know, you you didn't call it sex then; you called it mating, because that was a, you know, that's what you call it. Uh, so when there were, I don't know if you call it mating season, but when they were heat in heat, whatever you want to call it, whenever our ancestors decided to have sex, it's like a good trait. With somebody with blue eyes sticks out, it's uh, more attractive, you know. So the female may be more inclined to go to something like that because it's different. It's and it's it lo- it may look superior to the female. So then that gene got duplicated over and over again. And, you know, now you see a bunch of people with blue eyes. But if that first person with blue eyes didn't mate, uh, then that gene would have died off. And we probably wouldn't see people with blue eyes today until it mutated again in our DNA at some point in our future. I mean, obviously I don't have all the answers here. But I was just looking stuff up about, um, about chimps and shit like that and how how we could have evolved till today and what possibly, 
or not what possibly what did happen to cause us to cause the mutations or rather cause the evolution in chimpanzees that forced them out of the treetops to begin with that made them have to evolve into a different species because uh, if they didn't they wouldn't have survived um, but some interesting facts too about um, chimps this is going to get a little sexual but the um, size of a, of a male's testicles tells you about their mating systems it tells you about how much sex their ancestors had so when you see certain species species of um, apes I don't know all like species I, I mean there's monkeys bam um i almost said bamboos <laughs> there's monkeys there's baboons you know fucking gorillas and there's all sorts of other species of uh apes and monkeys in between and um chimpanzees have humongous balls but little penises they have humongous this is gonna sound really gross in this but this is a fact um and i did research this one uh chimpanzees have such huge, ball, huge balls because there's a lot of mating and they have to have, they have to be able to wash out, <laughs> we'll call it, that's what you call it, kind of, the, the chimp before them. So they have to kind of be able to produce a bigger load than the, than the other chimpanzee or monkey or ape or whatever the case may be. Well, for chimps in this matter, it's chimps. Uh, this chimp has to be able to produce a bigger load than the chimp before him so that his DNA his genes can reproduce and and um, and make uh, the the female egg fertile, uh, fertilize the female's egg. Um, so that's why. Um, so even in males, they say that uh, uh, males' balls, even to this day, like Homo sapiens, like me, every guy out there, are ball size is directly dependent on our ancestors and the amount of sex that they were having because they needed to be able to quote unquote wash out the person before them because essentially everything is just on an animalistic level and on a um just in a real life sense because you know when the the world doesn't care if you pay your electricity bill doesn't care if you pay your rent or your mortgage because that's not what this life is really supposed to be about. We're not supposed to have nine to fives. We're supposed to, all we need is food, water, and shelter. That's all we need to survive. Everything else is a luxury. This phone that I'm talking into is a luxury. Uh, your Facebook is, is a Everything in life is a luxury. A luxury. So... When I say mating or having sex, that's like the only thing that matters when you talk about species, when you talk about furthering a species. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of weird and gross, but that's why some guys have huge balls, and I would imagine others don't have huge balls. And it's not necessarily their fault themselves, it's just how it works out genetically, it's just how evolution is. I don't... I couldn't tell you why evolution's that way. I'm not a scientist. I didn't look into it like that. Um, but if you looked it up, they would tell you. They would totally tell you. And they even say a lot of jealousy stems from uh, from our ancestors, like chimps. And it's because 
again, everything is about mating. Everything is about furthering the species. So if everybody has an apple and then some random chimp has a banana, well, that female chimp might go for the banana. Now everyone else is jealous about the chimpanzee with the banana because now they feel like they don't have it and they might need it because now maybe they can't mate with a female because they don't have what this other chimp now has, this new thing. So jealousy really is uh, stems from our ancestry. Stand, and it's it makes sense, right? I mean, it makes sense. Think about it. Uh, the You got a guy with a Honda 91 shitbox fucking Honda, right? Oh, some of you guys turn them into fucking rice rockets, but anyway. And then you got the guy with the 2020 fucking BMW fucking M3. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to pull the chick before the dude in the Honda, just off of financial stuff. I mean, we've seen the videos on on Facebook. I mean, it's not like I'm lying here. We all have seen it. So it, it totally makes sense that that's where our jealousy stems from. It's if I don't have that, I won't find a mate. And it sounds silly to say, oh, I won't find a mate, but that's what this is about. This is about furthering the species. It's not about anything else, and don't ever forget it. It's really not. Yeah, I mean, love is nice course um a lot of things in life like i said luxuries yeah of course they're nice but that's not what life is about life for any species is about furthering the species it's about mating if you what do you think animals if you were to take a second and think what an animal thought about what do you think they think about you think they think they don't they only think about when they if they're hungry they how am i going to eat when it's time for them to mate, when it's mating season, quote-unquote, or whenever it is that they have sex, they think about that. Well, guess what? All they think about now is food and how to mate. And then if they do have to mate, oh, all right, well, I might have to fight the alpha male of that pride, or I might have to fight this guy and then literally eat the old, like, bears. They'll, They'll kill off other bears that are competition to them for the female, and if that female has cubs already, that new bear will come in and eat the cubs and kill the cubs. And the female won't do shit about it. The female will actually not only still mate with that bear that did that, it will eat her own cubs. So, I mean, nature's crazy. It's cruel. So, just remember, I don't know. That's all we really need, food, water, shelter. So, everything else is a luxury. So, when I say mating, I know it sounds really silly and stupid but it makes sense. It really does. So those are just a few of the things I learned about chimpanzees. I think it's kind of interesting. I thought maybe you guys would like it. Um, I don't know. Uh, drop the uh, thoughts, comments, something you want to hear about, like I always say. Some of you do, though, which I think is pretty cool. I appreciate you guys. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't even cover that, yeah. Well, it's alright though. Well, I hope you guys reach out. And uh, this is Derek the Douche signing off. And uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. Until next time.